Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Makai Eastman, and welcome to the Arts and Conversation podcast. Here I have a very special guest today to talk about her arts and film direction. We have Maya F. Young and my co-host, currently Jadon Bell, below me. So, again, thank you guys so much for taking the time to be here. And I guess I want to start off by saying, Maya, congratulations to you for you know graduating the film department at UT. And I know you probably have some, you know, other things down the road. You can share that with us real quick. Yeah. Um, actually, I graduated from, or in the art department. I'm actually a graphic design major, which people don't know because I'm so in the film department. But um, I didn't know that. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also an animation minor. So I'm, I'm, I have my ties there too. But um, currently I am not working, but <laughs> I'm going to be going to school um, in Vancouver in the fall, hopefully, if all of this clears up, um, for animation concept art, because that's really what I want to focus on. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So, you know, you have the unique ability as a film artist to approach directing from a standpoint that I commend you on because quite frankly, it's something that frustrates me. I mean, like I, <laughs> there's so many little bits and pieces that I don't really like to get into. And I like to just kind of be, you know, boots on the ground, me, my actors, mm-hmm. let's get it done. But right. obviously you have so many other things to worry about, such as, you know, the lighting on your set and the camera and the sound and things like that. And it's, so many things to consider. So how do you approach that going into it from the very beginning, like the pre-production process and things like that? Right. Um, Well, I think the most important part about film is that you're never doing it by yourself because I know I would not be able to handle all of that. So, um, I mean, just being a student or I was just a student, whenever I would make a student film, I would get as much help like from my friends, whoever, I knew whoever they knew as possible because, um, you know, being able to just direct or maybe just direct and handle um, cinematography or whatever, it makes it a lot easier if I have someone else who's like, okay, I'll handle the lights and like, you don't worry about that. So um, I usually start off by prepping immensely, um, which includes gathering people who can help me and planning out my shots, planning out, um, you know, just overall what I want it to look like at the end, which helps the process a lot. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. I, so I've made a couple student films. Mm-hmm. I made this one called Gemma, and I made this one called The Tech that Jadon was in. So Jadon, as an actor's perspective, how do you feel like the whole thing works around you from a film perspective? Oh man, it was like, it was like jumping into a whole different world. You know, it's the the beauty of like being a stage actor mainly, you get to, a lot of people get to miss the little things that you do. But like when it's filmed, the camera's right there. Nobody really misses it. Like I watched Detect back and I'm like, oh man, that face is kind of weird. That face was a little wonky. And then there were parts where I was like, yeah, I really like, that little face that I did and that little movement that I did. It's, um, it's very much a, you gotta be conscious about where the camera is at all times. You gotta be conscious about where people are gonna be looking at you. 
because people aren't looking from a bunch of different angles. Instead, they're all looking from the one. So it's definitely like a different mindset that you got to kind of, that I had to get myself into uh, doing detect. It was fascinating. I'm glad I got to do it. (laughs) Yeah, actually, um, even whenever I work with new actors or I always like pull my friends in just to be like, hey, can you please do this little part for me? Um, The one thing they don't expect is like how many takes like we have to get because (laughs) as a stage actor, like you were saying, it's like, you know, maybe you have five shows or whatever. You do it. People may see some things. They may not. And it's done. But like in film, you have to get that right shot. So it's like, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> and they're like, Ugh. Yeah, man. It's, it was crazy. Uh, did, was there a specific scene, Makai, that we had to like redo a ton of times? I know there were a lot we had to do a good like, five, six times, including me just driving around a corner and pulling into the parking lot. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. I think I would have to say it would be that final scene because it was that it was that one shot that, well, we filmed it all in one take, if I remember correctly, about how you were running from one in the garage into the other, and then there's the banging on the garage. You had to run towards, and then you ran back and got the knife from under the uh, under the counter, and yeah. just I sorry, just the background real quick. So, detect <laughs> is about uh, is about a detective who was you know, let go from the police force because he he was just mentally burned out, but. Uh, and he, because he was trying to catch this killer, he was like, why does this killer keep finding me uh, always, just always a step ahead of me for some reason? Like, because, you know, everything that I'm connected to, everything that I have grievances with, the killer always finds it first. And it turns out that, you know, his character, uh, Phil, is actually, you know, the killer himself because he has a split personality disorder that he is, ends up chasing himself, kind of the cat, not the cat, the snake eating its own tail. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, uh, the climax of the film, he's running around the house because he received a note that the killer was in the house with him. And at that point, his boss calls on the phone. And yeah, that, that part we did have to get because my friend, our friend Hakeem, <laughs> was, you know, it was a three person operation in the middle of the night at my grandparents' <laughs> house. So. Oh my. Yeah, so he was not only the person, you know, making the background noises and everything, but he was also the boss on the phone. <laughs> there was a lot of to uh, make sure that the timing was right. We missed him uh-huh. just uh, just at that split second, so that you know he could be mass and then still making the sound. And everything. So that took a while to film, I would say. Now, <laughs> you got any of those uh, little snafus that you had to work out, Maya? Oh my gosh, <laughs> with every single film. <laughs> like, um, let me, I don't know if I have a specific example. Well, okay, in the most recent film I made, um, I had everyone running around with boxes on their head. <laughs> and so um, we were out in public and that came with a lot of its own issues. And I mean like literal boxes with like holes cut out for eyes. <laughs> sorry cardboard boxes yeah cardboard boxes and so um stuff like that because i have my weird ideas that i throw at people and i'm like 
thank you for helping me. Um, but also with every film, I run into a lot of snags, like people not showing up um, or, you know, you're trying, like you said, you're trying to get this one thing to happen and you only have so many resources. So you have like one person doing a million things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just comes with the job, I guess. <laughs> Another thing that I like to do is I like to fill my own trailers. <laughs> so Jadon is the actor I call upon most because he's the most reliable of my right. a lot of people that I know. And he's, you know, trustworthy and always available. And I really appreciate that. So in a world where a lot of people tr don't always make themselves available, somebody's got to. Right. <laughs> so I always, always put my head on the line to say, yes, Shadon will be reliable and worth it if you ever hire him. Um, but I film my own trailers. That's something I like to do for my own, for my plays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't see too many trailers for plays, and it helps. It really does. Right. Uh, specifically when we did my first play, Fool's Gold. That was funny because <laughs> uh, we... I I watch it from time to time still. I love that trailer. <laughs> it was a kind of a parody on Saturday Night Fever. And um, we filmed it on location uh, around downtown Kissimmee and everything. <laughs> and we had these, uh, I had this burgundy zoot suit on. He had a blue one. Mm -hmm. And it was just this uh, buddy cop, Starsky and Hutch type of thing. And right. as the information, it had nothing to do with the show at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was just three minutes of hijinks and hilarity between uh -huh. characters because he and I played best friends in that play. And uh, specifically, one that comes to mind is when we have this dolly shot, and it's supposed to be a dolly shot, but it's not really a dolly shot. It's our friend uh -huh. Hakeem again, just walking backwards very steadily. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're walking down Main Street in Kissimmee. And it's just, uh, it starts off at our feet and the camera pans up to our faces and up and around behind our shoulders. And then there we are walking and then I trip over. <laughs> I trip over a crack in the sidewalk. Oh no. <laughs> and I get up, I'm like, keep going, keep going. It's okay. <laughs> we'll keep it, we'll keep it. <laughs> wow. So that, that was that was something that was not on purpose. <laughs> but I just, I just you made it work. It, it worked. Perfectly. It matters. <laughs> if Zoom had better um, video quality, like it wouldn't be stuttering, I would show you. It, it was. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Don's face is priceless. So he's just <laughs> like, what did you trip over, man? There's not. A stick in the sidewalk. I was right next to it. I saw it. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Over my own feet as I always. Oh do. my gosh. Oh, it was just one of those golden moments that you couldn't write. It just it just <laughs> kind of like, no, please uh, keep it. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then I had some of the greatest ice cream I had ever had. Yes, know? we had freeze dried ice cream to sell. Sounds like a perfect day. <laughs> as, not freeze dried. I'm sorry. Um, no, it was um. Liquid nitrogen, yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, I guess next I want to talk about uh, the famous chicken or the egg question, right? Ooh. So, <laughs> so uh, excluding, you know, 
things you have to make for class when the professors give you either a prompt or some sort of general idea. If you want to make something on your own, do you feel that, how do you feel your inspiration comes about? I feel like the majority of what I want to make in general never really translates to the stuff I have to make for school or had to make for school, past tense. Um, so I, I, I don't know, where do I get my ideas from, inspiration? Just from like the world around me. I, I do like to focus on specific themes. I think that's something I've noticed about myself. Um, like I, I, so both my parents are Nigerian. And so even though I wasn't born there, I'm from there too. Um, I'm fascinated with other cultures and the conversation of immigration as a whole and stuff. So I, I just pull a lot from my real life um, and I do make things on my own um, outside of class, usually during the summer or campus movie fest is something that happens at um, UT every year. So that's really when I felt like I was creating stuff for me or stuff that I wanted to create yeah fair enough yeah i understand that yeah having that uh type of background that gives you a type of perspective that not everybody has so that you can bring that to the table is uh fascinating it's actually really cool yeah campus movie fest is a good thing to talk about real quick because uh for those who don't know campus movie fest is a competition that this organization does they travel around different schools and they give you a very decent set of starting equipment and even like a macbook and everything uh audio equipment and you have a week to make a film a short film mm -hmm. and uh i forgot i think it starts it starts from when they give you the equipment right and, yeah uh you have until a week from then to submit it and everybody was really cool. I did it my first semester at UT. Mm -hmm. and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun, but it was also very stressful. stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do I say it? Stressful. <laughs> stressful. <laughs> well, because, you know, you got to think about it, all right? You got, you got a week. And by a week, you got probably like a couple of days. Right. Most to shoot. Mm -hmm. And then you got to do the rest of, you know, depending on what you got to work with, your editing and all that jazz. I, I, I took a leap of faith with my film. That was Gemma that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I had the largest cast I ever worked with for Gemma. It, it was, um, I was trying to count in my head, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve people. Yeah. Wow. 12 people that I had to, I was like, okay, when is everybody available? And unfortunately, <laughs> everybody was only available on, at 10.30 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Oh, gosh. I said, okay. <laughs> went, in the, went in the plant park and we filmed the first scene, which took two hours. <laughs> and the first scene, of course, was about two and a half minutes for two right. minutes. And uh, that was an experience that <laughs> I'm glad that I've had because at that point I was like, whew, 
is this for me? I, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should have been an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I had my um, I had my friend Paige help me out, and she was a tremendous help. And she mm-hmm. assistant director slash balloon operator slash uh, um, slash camper two, <laughs> you know things okay. like that. And it it was great. And we did that. And then the last scene was a trip because I was dead tired. And that Tuesday, I didn't have any morning classes, thankfully, but I had these back-to-back classes from two to six. And mm-hmm. it was theater history and uh, critical thinking. My two hardest class back to, classes back-to-back. And then I had rehearsal for A. Macbeth from seven to 10. Wow. So, that day must have felt Fever dream. Yes, it, it basically did because here I am now, and it was February too, so it was a little chilly outside. Mm-hmm. Outside until the second scene, and this was about maybe one thirty in the morning, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> just questioning everything. <laughs> and this was—I was questioning everything because I was like, "Why did I do this to myself?" Because this was a fight scene that I just had to get done in one take, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, um, one shot, excuse me. So, uh, we, it was an interrogation scene and, uh, my friend Giara took the table and she had to flip it over two people and then jump over said table and take her, uh, she was bound by rope and then wrap that around homeboy chase and strangle him to death. And that, took forever to get right oh, oh my, my gosh. goodness and i was in one I, take in, yeah wow. like, she went yeah i was just like <laughs> it's never gonna work she and yeah. eventually around 2 30 is when we got it i said that's a wrap good night everyone <laughs> i got class at 8 30 in the morning <laughs> yeah Although, uh, all the respect in the world to film directors, like, I, that's a level of patient that just, I don't, I guess I'd have to be sometimes, but to be called at all the shots, I don't know if I could ever be. That's, it's, like, almost insane when you think about it, um, specifically with Campus Movie Fest. Like, I did it every single year, and every single year, I'd ask myself why I was doing this. Like, it's always... <laughs> without a doubt, the most stressful, but also the most rewarding, like, experience for me. Um, but, like, you were talking about, Makai, having, like, you know, your friends, the people who you can count on, it makes it, like, so much better. That's very true. Yeah. Yes. But I love Campus Movie Fest. It really changed everything for me and, like, the scope of um, my time at UT because I did it my first year and I won and I wasn't like that was the first film I'd ever made um so it gave me like so much like oh my gosh so I am a graphic or I was a graphic design major right but I came into UT as a film major Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I switched so um that's what I came in wanting to do and then I won the second year I didn't win but um I uh they used to have like a Tribeca campus doc thing um tied in with it so i won that the second year my third year i won and then this last year i didn't but 
it, it really shaped my entire like experience at UT. It was a big part of my life. That's 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 amazing, dude. Like I can't hear you over my shoulder. There are people who've tried four times. Many people who've tried all four times and never won. Like for you to have won twice, especially your first go round, like I'd imagine that second time must have been pressure. So it was. Fact, yeah, the fact that you even got through it is uh, incredibly commendable. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I I just I guess it's just something I'm passionate about. So even though it's stressful, <laughs> I, I just need to do it. It just has to happen. And, yeah. And that's the thing is that. I, you know, I'm, I guess, I don't know, maybe if there's ever a film set where I could specifically just work with actors, then yeah, I could definitely do that. I don't know, it's, there's just so much tunnel vision that I have that's not particularly conducive to film. For film, right? Yeah, and <laughs> um, the greatest thing that I can ask for in the theater situation is that I have X amount of weeks or X amount of time with my actors, just us. <laughs> so mm -hmm. When it yeah. comes to adding all the tech and everything, I was like, okay, you all go go do your thing and go stand <laughs> in that pool of light and I'm going to focus on this. Mm -hmm. um, that's just how my brain has to work. And, right. uh, again, more props to you for being able to go ahead and widen that scope a little bit or yeah. you know, widen that shot, no pun intended, pun intended. <laughs> Um, so do you have any particular inspirations that, you know, everybody, everybody has that film that they look at and they're like, I want to do this for the rest of my life, or right. I want to do this at some point in my life? Um, I don't know what that first inspiration was for me. I've kind of had like a long journey to get to where I am now. Yeah, it'd be like a, it'd be just a particular film. Just. Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to say, um, um, me even being interested in film started off in, in theater because I was a huge theater kid in middle high school. Okay. Um, and so I think I've just always been fascinated by stories. And I think I get a lot of my inspiration actually from musical theater in a weird way. Um, like what specifically though? Do you know You're in Town? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're in Town? And, um, I was in You're in Town. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I was in You're in Town in high school. Where? Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I saw that performance. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. It's literally my favorite show. But um, just that, like, the feeling of that show is something I often find myself trying to portray in film, in a way. Um, and films like Mad Max Fury Road, uh, where it's just heavily visual and there's not a lot of dialogue at all, um, also fascinates me because I generally am... A quiet person and so I, I I like visual storytelling I like being able to like really know a lot of characters without a lot of like wordy you know having to tell the audience what's happening so I think films like that are really what inspire me to create also shows like Bo BoJack Horseman <laughs> it's my favorite show 
Mm-hmm. I love that show as well. Um, great show. Yeah. I'm trying to peg your style just by hearing those. Um, kind of dark, kind of. Apocalyptic dystopias. Yeah. Talking animals. <laughs> talking animals. <laughs> Somewhere on there. <laughs> yeah. I love those. I really do. Me too. Um, you know, I can. Uh, I wish that that's the one thing I do wish would happen is that theater and film could borrow a lot from each other. It doesn't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. Um, I was, when I was watching The Hateful Eight for the eighth time, literally the eighth time, and <laughs> that's when I got the idea for my play that I'm working on now, which is a spaghetti western with a nonlinear format of storytelling. And I was thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, people love Westerns, but are there any Western plays? Like, unless you want to count with Mice and Men, it doesn't even really count. <laughs> well, past the West. <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch. Right. But, you know, there's a, there's a happy medium that I think that can be found between the two because they always say that, Dr. Luther will say this, that theater is the literary art form and film is the visual art form. And I was like, I agree, but you know, you can, what makes a film a film? Is it just because it's on film? So if I have a play and I record it, does that make it a movie all of a sudden? And uh, you know, you, you think about things like that, but you think about how can I enhance the experience for the audience as a whole, no matter what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I do a lot of my plays like I would do a film, or like how I would want it to be seen on film. You know, it, right. it makes I think it makes it that more appealing to the audience per se, and um, and I think that's an important thing to always keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, we're just trying to tell stories to as many people as possible. Don't want to alienate anybody. Exactly. Do you have a favorite film director, by any chance? If it's not you. Oh, <laughs> I'm not my favorite film director. Um, I think Hayao Miyazaki. Um, I love Studio Ghibli films. And um, I'm trying to transition over to animation in general anyways um and he's just always been my biggest inspiration without even knowing that i just love all of his films um yeah Yeah, you could watch like a miyazaki film in japanese no subtitles and know exactly what's going on yeah he's fantastic and that's because actually he um creates his storyboard like he how do i word this i don't think he comes up with his script initially i think he lays the story out visually before adding like words makes a lot of sense actually Mm -hmm. yeah as you were describing like you know not wanting to use a bunch of words in order to explain what's going on i immediately was like oh yeah she said animation and that makes perfect sense because with characters you can like you can stress emotions and stuff Mm -hmm. like 
make them move a certain way that you want to. And you can tell that story without having to, you know, walk in and be like, oh, I'm so tired. I've been at work all day. Right. You can just have people see it. Mm-hmm. Kind of easier to kind of twist the way that you would want to. So that makes perfect sense, actually. Right. And Sasaki being an inspiration for you also makes perfect sense. Because he's <laughs> fantastic at it. Great. I would love to see you. Sorry? I would love to see you. The audio is getting a little fuzzy. I was saying I would love to see you play. I can't hear you. I'm so sorry. That's unfortunate. Yikes. It's like we heard the first part. We didn't hear the last part. You hear me now? Yeah. you not hear me? Now? I can hear you. We can. It can... Like basically how it sounded was I would love to see you like that's that's how it sounded on my end, at least. I would love to see you direct the play. Me play. Okay. Um I would love to direct the play. I choose um school in Vienna for a year. And I was in an IB per in the IB program. Do you know what like yeah IB yeah. Um, and so I was in I, uh, IB theater, and we had to direct a couple of like short plays. So I I don't really consider them actual things I've done, but like in a way, it's kind of like got a taste of directing for the stage, and I love it. Uh. <laughs> And it was because I was thinking about how in my directing class that I took last semester, our first assignment was to direct a play, like a short play that we had to create and devise that only had one word in it. Oh, wow. And yeah, I mean, we could use that word however many times we wanted, but it had to be one specific word. Uh-huh. That's just what I thought of when you said specifically lay out the images first and then add right. dialogue and monologues and stuff. I love that. What so, a fun challenge. Did you enjoy it? No, but <laughs> I'm all about the text. That's what I think. Right. <laughs> the words. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, I think I think if you directed a play, it would be fascinating because like plays you don't have to worry so much about the little details for example if i was on stage all the the audience is at least a good 50 60 feet away from me we could tell them that i was holding an iphone like 15 i could be holding an iphone one yeah nobody would even know but like to see somebody who's already got that detail oriented mindset that meticulous Mm kind of no, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. It'd be incredibly interesting just to see how well everything kind of translates and how much more fluid it is and how much more believable it all would be. Yeah, uh, that would be so fun. I would love to do that. (laughs) I feel like I would be too detail-oriented, though. That might work against me, but... (laughs) Well, it depends. I mean, you could really work that in. Yeah. Exactly. If you're working with people who know the background that you're coming from and Mm kind of already see that happening, then, you know, 
they'll be all game. I think I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that if you came back to Florida and directed a play, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Makai speaks very highly of you, so. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I got a couple of scripts that I would love to see directed by someone that's not myself. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> there you well, go. You've already got two actors. <laughs> we already <right>. got that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Maya. It seems like Zoom is we're running out of time. But, you know, one day I'll get pro, and one day it'll be <laughs> an epic conversation that's too long to Right. So, but thank you all so much again, and I really appreciate it. Maya, if you're a gentleman.